Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. This podcast is a part of Podcast Sport. I'm Oscar and I'm here as usual with my co-host. Hello, I'm Daniel and uh, we're here today to talk about the upcoming Monaco Grand Prix. But we're going to start off by discussing last race in Spain. Now, we just got to start, really start with the winners. Or number one and number two, again, is both Mercedes. For the fifth race in a row, they get for first and second place. I, this was supposed to be an even season. This was, this was supposed to be the year where Ferrari really, they were supposed to be the faster car. Yeah, and one interesting thing, years. if you talk about that, is that actually those stats that you could see that Ferrari or Car, the cars are really strong, are actually from the Spanish cor- uh, circuit. Yeah. That's the uh, same course that uh, that they had preseason testing on. It was the, Spain, the uh, circuit Barcelona-Catalonia, which they raced at, uh, last time. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Like They even got beaten by Verstappen, and it wasn't a fluke. Verstappen was just faster than them this race as well Verstappen in third and Ferrari first fourth and fifth yeah so, not, not to go in advance here but this is pretty interesting with the Verstappen thing that this is circuits that uh, if you look historically the Red Bull car doesn't favor yeah the first five races of the season so far yeah so what's going to happen when it becomes a circus where that car is one of the absolutely best. Yeah, or it's been for a few yeah. years. Of course, this is a new season. You never know what's going to happen. But, I mean, this this upcoming race, Monaco, last year, Daniel Ricciardo won it. Um, Red Bull. It's just, just a few, many years, Red Bull has just been so good at the Monaco Grand Prix. And already, Verstappen is the third in the Drivers' Championship. Yeah, he's, he's ahead of Vettel. He, he's two points ahead of Vettel. He is nine points ahead of Leclerc. And Gasly is in six, but he's he's far off the pace. But, yeah. I mean, so... <laughs> Look at this. This is a, <laughs> a little wild shot, perhaps. But I can almost see Verstappen finishing third in yeah. the Drivers' Championship I'm, after this season. Yeah, if Ferrari don't increase massively... So, yeah, but I, yeah. I think if we look at the last race again, I think the team orders between the Ferrari cars worked a lot better in one way in this race. Yes. Than previous they ones. Did. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel was ahead from the start. Leclerc was behind him. He, after Vettel, he, he really charged into the first quarter, trying to get past both the both Mercedes. He locked up, he flat spotted his right front tire. And as they showed out, as they showed that Leclerc was way faster than Vettel, Leclerc was allowed to go past and start chase down Verstappen, chase down the Mercedes. Um, he didn't really get anywhere because as soon as he started to get to, <laughs> getting to catch up to Verstappen, Verstappen just increased his pace, so he didn't get any closer really. And then uh, Leclerc went on the hards, and Vettel went on the mediums for their pit stop, and. That meant with Vettel, which is faster, so he was a lot past later down the line as they once again tried to chase down Verstappen. But 
Yeah, I think like if they continue like this with the race shortage, it's going to work. We have seen the previous races before this where this has messed up Ferrari's race, those team orders. Yeah. yeah. Now, no, that wasn't the case here. Like, yeah. <laughs> they weren't messed up by team orders. They were just messed up by not being quick enough. Yeah. And if that is pure pace or if it's the cornering or uh, I don't know. But yeah, not the season they expect. Yeah, it's right. Like what it feels right right now is is Hamilton or Bottas going to win this thing? Yeah, you never know because uh, going into the season, everybody, I think everybody was feeling Hamilton is the number one, no questions asked. Yeah, but I'm starting to be have to eat up that thing from the my <laughs> first prediction thing there. <laughs> like Bottas yeah, is such fun. a nice surprise. Yes, and it brings the time back when uh, Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton had a fight for the for the team. I think it was two seasons ago. I might be wrong there, but I believe it was two seasons ago now. And Rosberg ended up winning that driver's championship, and he he retired right after. And that's when Bottas joined the team uh, right after Rosberg won the driver's championship. Uh, and that's yeah, it's bringing back thoughts from those days. Where Hamilton actually had a rival in in his team. Yeah. I think that's uh-huh. good for him in one way because uh, some other seasons Bottas has been driving like a like a a guy who stops the opposition from getting past him to win some time for the other car. Yeah. Exactly. He's just been a helper. He yeah. hasn't been a racer in his own right in that sense, and this season he definitely has. I think still both the drivers are willing to take the role. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm far behind my teammate. It's better now to make it hard for the opposing teammate, both for myself to finish in a higher position, but also for my teammate. I think they're both uh, actually, uh, they can both do that role if required, but so far it hasn't really been required because they've been so much faster than everybody else, but yeah. Yeah, like, uh, uh, but I think, like, I think this could be something soon. Yeah, something will happen. I, I don't think they will continue with this thing all over the season. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that, it's tragic <laughs> if that happens. I'm of course happy for them, but for like the excitement of the sport, it's pretty tragic. Yeah. Yeah, like it's. Uh... It is a little bit way off still, but already five races in, in, and Mercedes almost had doubled the points of the second team. They're not quite there, but they're almost doubled the points of Ferrari, which is just insane. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, that's was one twos, and then Ferrari gets 3-5, or in this case, 4-5. I mean, it's cool for Mercedes, and cool for Hamilton and Bottas, because they, they showed to be such a good drivers, and they've such a good car but it's it's sad that we have one team just pulling away so badly and i think uh, you can correct me if i'm uh, wrong or actually we have a lot of different teams in the points again if you count out the, uh, the big three yeah we're back in that thing yeah it didn't look like it uh going into the last few laps of the race there were 
two Haas and two Toro Rosso in the points. But in the end, the uh, it, we got a safety car on lap 44 after a crash between Stroll and Norris in the first corner and created a, a uh, safety car. Toro Rosso went in to double stack in the pits and they completely messed it up. Uh, <laughs> they had probably the slowest pair of pit stops I've ever seen. Uh, they weren't ready. Uh, the team wasn't, the guys in the in the pit wasn't ready to get the both cars in. So instead of mm-hmm. going for a safe ninth, 10th, they went outside the points and, and Kvyat was fast enough to get back in the points. He finished ninth. Uh, the house drivers, which was seven and eighth at the start, Groshan is seventh and Magnussen in eighth. Magnussen passed him and he finished seventh. Groshan had a really bad uh, restart. He got passed by Sainz. He got passed by Kvyat. Almost got passed by Albin as well, but he got his finally got his first point of this F1 season. Actually, that's the only team with uh, both points. Haas. Yeah. Haas. If you if you look at others. And my this was pretty funny. I if you have listened for a while, I've doing my little crazy predictions here. And they half got right in this one. <laughs> the Renault cars actually did finish the race. And that's amazing if you look Both at of them. the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Only one guy has been able to do that. But they didn't get points, sadly enough. No, 12 to 13 points. Yeah. And thanks to the safety car, their uh, their times doesn't look that far behind. Like, uh, Ricardo was only two seconds off 10th. But in the race, they just weren't quick enough. I don't know what it is with the Renault car, but it's... Not as good as they've hoped, definitely. Yeah, I was, I had a, I had a car in a higher standard myself, also. So I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But you know, on a little positive note, but sad at the same time, Williams are getting closer. Not close yeah. enough, but they're getting closer. Yeah, they were. I believe uh, Russell, the which finished 19th in in the qualifying, was less than a second after Giovinazzi, who finished in 18th. So they're getting faster. They're getting closer. They're they're still they're still last, 19th and 20th in every every qualifying, and they also always finish last of those that finish in the race. But they're getting closer, which is really fun to see. Like it's gonna take a while. It's not. They're probably not gonna win any points this season. That's probably a a risk. But if they can at least not finish bottom two places, that I think would be a win. Looking at how this season has started. Yeah. So I I think they will stay there. But I hope for the future. Next year, maybe yeah. some. Some climbing in the standing, I don't know. It's looking <laughs> well, rough right now. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, their, their I th- chance is DNFs all the way until until uh, <laughs> I can get a point. Right yeah, now. Yeah, right now at least it feels that way. And this is the perfect course for that, the upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> if they can keep not crashing and both finish the car and if you have a scrappy and Monaco Grand Prix, which we didn't have last season, but we've had in the in the past. Uh, who knows? Yeah, the, there's always a race. Uh, Monaco is always a race where it's a pretty high chance of a scrappy race compared to some other courses. Yeah. 
Because if something happens here, that could get messy. Yeah. It's a really tight circuit in a lot of ways. Now, the last two teams that I want to talk about is two teams that have not been happy with the Spain. <laughs> not happy for Spain. Alfa Romeo and Racing Point. Alfa Romeo finished 14th and 16th. Racing Point finished 15th with Sergio Perez and Alastral not finishing since the DNF, but even before the DNF, he wasn't high up. Um, yeah, they did not like Spanish Grand Prix uh, one single bit. Oh, they seem to have a hard time there. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure they hope they can have a better race uh, this upcoming weekend, Monaco, but yeah, this is for this is a weekend to forget. Okay, now let's move on to the upcoming Monaco Grand Prix. It's been held on the Circuit de Monaco, and it was first held there in 1929. The one lap has 19 corners and is 3.3 kilometers or two miles long. And you race this track for 78 laps. And actually, the Monaco Grand Prix is actually part of a thing called the Triple Crown, which if you were watching F1 at the end of last season, you know that this is what Fernando Alonso is going to go after. And the Triple Crown uh, is part of the Monaco Grand Prix, the Indianapolis 500, and the 24 Hours Le Mans race to win all three of them. Now, if you look at, on the track, in the first sector, we have we really start off with a tight, fur, uh, hard right-hander and then a quite steep incline between turn one and three, and then going into the Casino Square, where you start to turn a little bit more. Second sector starts with the Grand Hotel hairpin, the slowest corner in the entire F1 calendar, going on through a tunnel, which is also a only thing like Monaco is, is alone with an entire front calendar. You rise through a tunnel into a the so-called Novel Chicane, really hard uh, breaking spot, quick quick left right, where last year Verstappen had many overtakings in. Going into going between the second and third sector, we go through the swimming pool or piscine, which is called actually in in uh, in French. Going around the last few corners through Raskas and through the last little turn, eighteen nineteen, and onto the straight. Now I already touched it a little bit on it, but last year, Verstappen, he started twentieth after crashing in FP three, and this is really the first race we can. This was a new Verstappen now, between FP three and the race something happened and we know he actually had a talk with his dad Jos Verstappen F1 driver as well and I believe it was something in that in that talk with with his dad that made him I guess less reckless and more you know still as aggressive but a little bit smarter than he used to be so yeah a way better Verstappen he actually finished the race in ninth. He got 11 placings on a track, which is hard to overtake on. So, yeah. The first showing of this <laughs> new Verstappen. 
that we still see to this day. Yeah, and he has been amazing since that race. In a yeah. lot of ways. Now, his teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, he was really quick through all practices. He won the qualifying and he he won the race as well. I believe last, see, the year before that, in 2017, he was also on pole, or maybe 2016. I'm a little bit fuzzy on the details here, but uh, way, he was still on pole, but that race, he actually DNF'd it and didn't get his win that he wanted. So this was a kind of a payback. But it was quite, I, I don't know if you call it interesting or boring, but the top six in the way they started the race were Ricardo in first, Vettel in second, Hamilton in third, Raikkonen in the fourth, Bottas in fifth, and Ocon in sixth. It's the exact order they finished the race. And yeah, that's, I guess, is Monaco. There's, except for Verstappen, which gained 11 places during one race, it's a track very hard to overtake in. So, yeah. yeah. It's a really tight city track. Yeah. The original city track. <laughs> and I think this will be an exciting one. And uh, we in if we look at history, there have been a lot of crashes, DNFs and stuff on this circuit. Yeah. So one year, actually, three cars finishing the race. Yeah. So I'm, I'm <laughs> always prepared for the... Uh, crash fest when it comes to Monaco in one way yeah yeah not so much last year we only had one crash in the race itself and it happened on lap, lap uh, 71 Leclerc going in through the back of, of Hartley as uh, Leclerc's brakes failed and he just couldn't slow down coming into the Nobel chicane at uh, turn 10 so that ended the race for both of them Alonso also had a DNF, but because of a problem with his gearbox. So, yeah. Last season wasn't as sad many crashes at all, but you never know when you race around uh, Monaco. No, and uh, it's a tight track, like I said. Uh, if, if someone crashes in the wrong position, everybody could just drive into them. They, uh, like it's Even if it's in, in quotes... A slow track compared to some of them. Still, that could they they don't always have the time to stop if something happens. Yeah. Yeah. So if one crashes, it's easy that a few follow. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, absolutely if it happens in the wrong wrong place of the track. But let's hope we don't see too many crashes because even though it's quite interesting in a way, I'd rather see all twenty cars finish. Maybe just have a cool race. But... Sadly, I doubt it. I ho- I'm always hoping for it, but I, sadly, I'm, I'm doubting it because of the history. Yeah, and because of the nature of the Monaco Grand Prix yeah. of the circuit. It would be Monaco. really interesting if everybody could finish the race. Yeah. <laughs> but sadly, if we're like talking about what we think about it, I don't think Ricardo will be able to pull this off again. Not in that car. No. I agree. Like, that would be um, really interesting. Red Bull have, hasn't been that. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. If they had a really bad season, all of a sudden they win the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. And Renault, that, that would be really impressive. That, that's some comeback. 
Yeah, <laughs> indeed. But there's not twin stakes, dude. Like, normally, Mercedes has been... I wouldn't say really weak. They still finished third and fifth last season. Uh, but it's not been one of the strongest tracks because of their slightly longer cars than many of their competitors. I don't know how it is this year uh, with how, how long their car is, but but looking at this season so far, I mean, playing with the idea, we have Bottas in first and Hamilton in, in second. You will have them completely even on points after six, race, six races, which would be kind of fun. <laughs> both stuck on 140 points but at the same time Verstappen talking about him before he had a master race a monster race even last season here and I would say he's only become even better since then and he's had an amazing season this year taking points where taking places from Ferrari where he really shouldn't be able to so I could see Verstappen winning this. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially if they have remotely the same specifications on the car, that, like in last year, if it's as good in turns and stuff like that, because that's where the car shined last year. Yeah. And if it's that's... even remotely to that, I think Red Bull are certainly in the, the race here for a win. And yeah. I'm thinking with Verstappen, and maybe not Gasly. I owe... I hope for Gasly, but like Verstappen is my main choice there. Yeah, Verstappen is definitely the better driver than Gasly at the moment. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe Gasly can get closer with time, but right now Verstappen is definitely the better driver. So if any one of the Rebels going to win, it's, it's Verstappen for me. Um, but if, if he does that, what happens behind him? Is it Mercedes? Is it Ferrari? Is, is it a 1-2 for Red Bull? <laughs> like who knows? Yeah. Um, it's uh, Force India on our racing point going to have a strong race like they had last year with Alcon finish sixth. Um, no, yeah. I don't know. It's always an interesting one in Monaco in that way. You never know what's going to happen. And yeah. It's a, it's such a different uh, well up, race. upcoming to the qualifying. If you've seen qualifying, you sadly probably know what's going to happen but yeah but like it's a really unpredictable one because the same cars that has good things in the other courses this far is ne necessarily not the best in this one yeah not at all it's it's like, so different yeah everyone could just pop out of nowhere like last year Esteban Ocon sixth place yeah only his six, only his second point finish that season and yeah he started sixth he finished sixth an amazing race yeah. so yeah definitely looking forward to it because whether or not it's, it's it can be seen a boring race a, th a race that doesn't really change but for me that doesn't matter because it's still an interesting race to show, uh, watch because as you said you, you never know what's going to happen yeah. like the wall is so close they're going so much faster than I think they should be able to along those short and those really tiny, yeah, I would uh, really faint. small circuit at, at yeah. parts. So, I have actually been in an, uh, so certain countries, I'm not gonna name them out there, that where they drive really fast. Like, we're from Sweden, we drive slowly if, if we're gonna squeeze through two cars, 
we're like uncertain oh, if yeah. it works. We're going slowly. I've been in countries where they go fast as something in those situations. Yes. And Me yeah, too. Like, and I'm looking at that here. Like, they're going really fast in some places I would dream of going fast in. Yeah. And with cars in yeah. that size also, that's so impressive. Yeah. Looking at the bottom of the driver standings, we still have three guys without a point. We have Giovinazzi from Alfa Romeo, and we got the two Williams. Oh, yeah. Do we believe that any of them will get their first point here? Uh, I'm sadly <laughs> going without Williams' points, but I actually think that this is a really sick one, but this is actually not my crazy prediction. The Williams car won't... Not both of them won't finish last from the ones who, who is rolling into the goal. To the finish line. You think they will be able to pass someone on track? Yeah. Some unlucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, with with my own question and with your statement there, yeah. I can only see that being Giovinazzi at the time. Yeah. Russell can pass Giovinazzi on track and actually finish ahead of him. But I don't see any other driver, any other car right now that the Williams could get close to. Which is sad that it's it feels so easy to name that one driver, that one car that Williams actually has a chance of passing. Yeah, that's but right. yeah, it definitely feels that way. Because even though Racing Point has achieved 17 points so far this season, it's all from Raikkonen. Yeah. Or Alfa Mayer, sorry, they have 13 points. I looked on the wrong team. <laughs> Alfa Romeo got 13 points and it's all Raikkonen. Wow, that's a blooper. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, he's, so yeah. He's literally carrying the team. Yeah. At the time. I hope for Giovinazzi can get going and can get better in the car and he can start bringing home the points. But yeah, at the time, he's the uh, closest car for the Williams to catch. Yeah, Definitely. And, uh, the the uh, bad thing in this is actually Haas, in one way. Magnussen is carrying that team too. Okay, that the Grosjean has one point. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, at the moment, but yeah, Magnussen has not had a good start to season guys either. Is really carrying their teams here. Yeah, but to be fair, Magnussen has only finished the race what uh, in the points what two times. Grosjean has won, so in that sense, it's not that difference. Yeah. Grosjean finished tenth. Magnussen has finished sixth and seventh. So yeah, it's yeah. it's the difference there, but. Yeah, I if, mean, I, um, if I'm moving on to my little special one here, that mm-hmm. is my crazy predictions. That uh, okay, I, I've put in all incorrect this far until the last race, then I got it half right. Mm. Let's see if I'm luckier here. I'm going for Verstappen and Leclerc on the podium. Mm. That's not totally crazy, but like I'm putting a Ferrari up on the podium with Verstappen here. And it's Leclerc, not Vettel. Mm. I'm really hoping for that one. Some redemption. Yeah, Verstappen in the Red Bull, just showing how quick he can be if he gets a good qualifying and a good practice. And Leclerc, his home race, his second year here, lost lost the rest, as said, ended with a brake failure. Yeah, I can really hope that he can show so on his home turf, just how good he can be. Yeah, he, 
He has I, I would love that. Uh, really good this far in this season. Uh, some unlucky yeah. things there when he was in the first place and all that. Uh, I I feel sorry for him in so yeah. many ways there, but he really deserves this. And I hope he can show here that he's not only good in circuits where it's a lot of speed. Mm. That's uh, I want him to show that he could be a good driver everywhere. Yeah. The only limitation here, in my opinion, for him is the car. Yeah. Sadly, he's had some some mistakes that I've heard some other uh, people talk about. It's like he's trying too hard to challenge Vettel in a way, so he makes some simple mistakes just trying to push the car to the limit. So I hope maybe he feels a little bit more at home at Monaco. He can maybe relax a little bit more and actually just drive his own race, don't really care about Vettel, because I think if he does die, he can become even faster. Uh, and I ho- really hope if that... If he just uh, flows Ferrari, with the car in a different way. It's not Ferrari putting the pressure on him in that way. I, ho- I hope the, they're not putting that pressure on him and they can calm him down in that way. Yeah. Like, he I, is his I, first I, year I, there I, I, in Ferrari. Yeah, I, I don't think they, they push him. Like they said before season, mm-hmm. Vettel was their assured first-team driver. Like Lecter is here to to learn. He's to learn from a from a four time world champion. He's going to learn a new track. He's you know he's going to show for a second season. Remember, it's only his second season in, in F one that he has potential and he definitely does. But no one expected him to challenge Vettel this season. Exactly. But in my opinion, maybe he not in the same way. But maybe he needs a talk about that. From like some team leader or someone he really looks up to or something, someone not not Vettel that that, that would just be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that, it that would. could be right. uh, wrong in that situation. But someone like needs to uh, like really get the message through in somehow that you don't have to push that badly. We're, we're not like yeah. you drive your race. Exactly. He doesn't have to prove that he's faster than Vettel this season. Yeah. Uh, as long as he drives and he keeps on getting better with the car and he gets those silly silly mistakes out and he gets better at starting, which I believe has been a, a problem uh, in F2 and it was a problem last year with Sauber. I uh, haven't really keep an eye, kept an eye on that actually this season to see if he's improving or not. But It's he, him and Bottas. Focus, focus on his own. Focus on his own, and, and with time, he's he's going to become faster than Vettel. I, I I have no problem saying that. Not me. Either. I think he's probably he going to become faster than Vettel. He so. will overshine Vettel when it comes to the end of his career. I think. Oh yeah, I think so too. Like this is amazing from him. Yeah. Like I I was seeing uh, uh, Hamilton when he wasn't he when uh, he started to see him. In the beginning of yeah. the season and everything, he uh, he looked a little bit worried at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, he had another guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, like everyone is chasing him now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's. But yeah, be I think that's. Uh, and I really that's ho- it. and uh, but I really hope not a lot of DNFs, please. I don't want that race again. Three guys finish the race. But if it is, let's be let, let's get let, let's let it be a Williams, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If three cars finish, I want to be Verstappen, Leclerc, and Russell. 
Yeah, exactly. That, that would be so funny. <laughs> sorry for that. That would guys, be the weirdest race ever. Sorry for that, guys, but that would be so, so amazing. I, I'm really hoping for Williams to yeah. get something out of this season. Yeah. And that like, thing would be 10 points around Monaco. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or sorry, 15, not 10. Yeah. What about two cars finishing? Only Williams. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has to draw into each other. Yeah. To put that in perspective, if that was actually going to happen, yeah. they would move up to fourth place in the constructors. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just yeah. having fun with the thought. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping for a good race in Monaco. And Me too. I have to check my facts here, but after Monaco, we're going. Do you know the answer? Where we're going? I don't actually know that, no. Yeah. I always forget to uh, look these things up. Yeah, after Monaco, we're going to Canada. Hmm. Weirdly enough. And then we're going back to France. So I don't know who's scheduling these races, but yeah. We're going to Canada. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you liked it. And I guess we will be back for before the race in Canada. Yes. So yeah, that's all for us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.